Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Wednesday, February 15th. 2023 in the Gregorian calendar and the 25th of Shvat 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Today and yesterday were pretty light news days. Actually, it does not usually happen, but that's all right because I was furiously writing a report for the Jerusalem Report magazine about something I started working on right here at the Israel Daily News podcast, and now I've expanded on it for this magazine-style paper. It's a write-up and investigation about the Yarkon River, which is 28 kilometers long and runs through the center of the country. After some work there, I went over to the Expo Center in Tel Aviv in order to attend the 29th International Mediterranean Tourism Market. It was a room of pavilions with a load of different countries represented, 52 to be exact, but I'll save the details for the end of the show. And then today I did another conference. I went to the Our Crowd Summit in Jerusalem, which was filled with tech booths, lots of investors, startups looking for funding, and of course, members of government as well. I'm going to be talking to you all about the Our Crowd Summit tomorrow. For today, I'll give you some fun clips from the tourism market. I learned some interesting things, and I also got to experience some authentic dance and food from a variety of nations. So that was pretty fun. Now I'll give you a few stories before we get to the fun touristic stuff. Yair Lapid, who is leading the opposition, is demanding that the government put a pause on its judicial overhaul for 60 days in order that the groups in question can have some dialogue. The right-wing government is now trying to pass a bill that would change the way justices are selected for their seats in Israel, and a lot of people are unhappy about it. President Isaac Herzog has been pushing for a pause as well. Lapid says the starting point, for dialogue must be that the coalition announce a 60-day waiting period before Monday, which is when the government is going to reconvene and try to push this bill forward. There's no response on what's going to happen next. Foreign Minister Eli Cohen has landed in Turkey, that was Tuesday morning, for a solidarity visit in the aftermath of the earthquake that hit Turkey and Syria last week, causing over 40,000 deaths. Cohen met with his Turkish counterpart as an appreciation for the Israeli rescue efforts. Cohen also met with Turkey's President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, who is facing criticism for his policies over building codes, which faulty building code contributed to the high mortality rate. He's also coming under fire for the effectiveness of his government's response to the disaster or lack thereof. Cohen, when speaking with his counterpart, talked about the bodies of Israeli soldiers which are being held by Hamas in Gaza and also discussed the fight against the Iranian nuclear program. Cohen says 
Israel stands alongside Turkey at this difficult time and will continue to assist her through the activities of our forces and by providing humanitarian goods, end quote. For security reasons, Israel kept the visit under wraps until Cohen had already landed on the ground. A delegation from the United Hatsala Emergency Response Organization to Turkey actually had to cut its mission short and return to Israel due to some security concerns. Rescue teams from Austria and Germany also suspended their search operations over security reasons. According to Israeli officials, Israel's field hospital treated 412 people who were wounded by the quake. Israel also rescued around 19 people who were stuck under the debris following the earthquake. A bill has become law in Israel with a second and third reading today in the Knesset, or Israeli parliament. The law was voted 94 to 10, and it aims to revoke Israeli citizenship or residency from convicted terrorists who are receiving funds from the Palestinian Authority. Many call it pay for slay, which is where the Palestinian Authority offers money to the families of convicted terrorists who they believe died as martyrs. The bill was welcomed by almost everyone except for some members of the Arab parties. Again, the bill would revoke Israeli citizenship or residency from any terrorist who had Israeli citizenship or residency and was also receiving money from the Palestinian Authority as a reward for having killed a Jew. Yes, that is real. This year, Ramadan begins on March 22nd and lasts for a month. Passover begins April 5th and lasts for one week. And Israel's security cabinet is now making moves that they hope will last a lifetime or at least for the holiday stretch. That includes trying to boost the Palestinian economy. This means making sure tolls at the Allenby Bridge crossing, which takes Palestinians out of the West Bank through Jordan, are actually collected. Fees for fuel are supposed to be lowered during this time in the Israeli-Palestinian territory. And the Israeli Ministry of Economy is apparently set to update the list of goods that are imported into the Palestinian territories. The decision was made Sunday, but the details about this came out today, so Wednesday. Typically, tensions rise around the time of Ramadan, and there are often fights and tension between Muslims and Jews around this time. Thank you to all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. Thank you to all of you who personally finance and fund the Israel Daily News podcast by making monthly contributions. If you would like to make one yourself, check out the link in the show notes, which you can click on, and that'll take you to the page where you two can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook at israeldaily.news. As well as Shanna Fold, you can follow me. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. The international Mediterranean tourism market had 52 countries represented, 384 booths, and an estimated 26,000 visitors. Many of the booths were tour agencies from within Israel, and I was delighted to experience a variety of music and culture from different parts of this tiny little country, which, by the way, is about the size of New Jersey. There was a Jerusalem booth, 
a Northern Israel booth with special music from Northern Israel. I didn't know that there was such special music specifically from the North of Israel. An Elat section from the South and a fascinating booth that does engaging tours to parts of the West Bank and for people who live in the area. So whether you're from out of Israel or nearby, if you want to meet people who you don't normally see, meaning people that live in Palestinian territories or Israelis or vice versa, you could go through this tour group. I am going to give you an opportunity to take a listen to one of the organizers from the Ortra organization that organized the event. Her name is Rosie Turgeman, and she explains a bit about the purpose of the Tourism Expo. Why is it needed? And then you'll hear from the representatives from Tanzania, and Kosovo. Did you know that Kosovo was a hotspot for smuggling Jews out of Europe during World War II? I did not know that, and I learned that at the booth yesterday, and the people that spoke to me were very engaging, and they were very excited to share about the Jewish history of the Jewish people in Kosovo. They were very excited. I also went over to the Taiwanese pavilion and learned about the new great synagogue that Taiwan created as a means for servicing Jews who are visiting Taiwan. You'll also hear from Abby Lee, the ambassador of Taiwan, the representative of Taiwan here in Tel Aviv. Hi, so I'm Rosie. I work at Ortra. We are a conference and events organizer and a tourism travel agency. And right now we're here at the IMTM Tourism Fair. That's the International Mediterranean Tourism Market. It's the 29th year that we're doing this, that Ortra is hosting, and it's really exciting to be here. So this event basically brings together countries from all over the world as well as the Israeli tourism market and it's basically a big exhibition showing off the gems of each country and uh, enticing everyone to come. It's so important for all these countries to get some coverage and some exposure especially in the Middle Eastern market just because I guess we're a little bit uh, we're in the center of the world and it's really important for us to have like this one meeting place where we can see all the countries together and uh, just learn more about what there is and Israelis go abroad so much and it's just it's a really cool experience booth is from Tanzania, our country. We are showcasing safaris that we offer, beach excursions that we offer in Zanzibar, Mountain Kilimanjaro. It's very important for us to showcase our country because it's a very beautiful destination. It has very beautiful parks and people just don't know much about it. So it's something that I really love to do and I would love people to know about it. How often are you working with Israelis? Uh, this is the first time and it's a really beautiful country. The people here are very great and friendly. You came here just for this event? Yeah, this is my first time. I came here for this event, but I would really love to come here for a vacation because it's a beautiful place and city. Uh, we, uh, we only have like an embassy from Tanzania here in Israel and they have helped us. They usually help us come here to Israel and we get agents from Israel that organized groups of people to come to Tanzania. That's how we communicate with people during this time, the IMTM, and that's how we get Israel people to come to Tanzania. My name is Fatos Katalozi, and I'm a tour guide and a tour operator in Kosovo. How, have you ever been to this event before? No, this is our first time, Kosovo as a state and as a country. 
It's the first time. Our goal is to bring more Israeli tourists to our beautiful country, Kosovo, and to have a connection between the both nations. We both recognized each other as a country, and now we have embassies uh, in both countries. What's something that you wish that people would know about Kosovo? It's the best thing for them to know is the war with the the war has finished 23 years ago. <laughs> That's the most. But uh, also as a geography, most of the people they don't know where is our country. So Representative Lee, the people that you spoke with today, most of them, why were they here? What were they curious about? I, I think in the past, uh, Taiwan is the underrated uh, budget destination, but I feel more and more Thai, uh, Israeli young kids or talents, they are interested in traveling Taiwan uh, with the infusion of uh, unique culture, food, br uh, breathtaking sceneries, uh, festivals, and the rich uh, marine ecologies. You can do a lot in Taiwan and Taiwan has a lot to offer no matter you are the traveler seeking for the lifestyle of health or sustainability the eco traveler the day traveler or you are the foodie uh, for a lot of uh, Israeli uh, visitors they feel Taiwan is a very unique country and it doesn't show on the map before but right now they are more and more interested in visiting Taiwan uh, before COVID, we welcome about 15,000 Israeli travelers to Taiwan every year. And also here, we uh, welcome about 15,000 Taiwanese travelers to Israel. However, there are about 1.5 million population. They are Catholic or Christian in Taiwan. So the potential for more Taiwanese people to visit Israel is very huge. And right now, the two countries are talking about a working holiday agreement, which will allow more Israeli young kids to work and while they are traveling in Taiwan and they can have more money to uh, pay for the accommodations and food in Taiwan. So we hope uh, the agreement can be signed very soon so we can welcome more Israeli young kids to visit Taiwan. And of course, every age, every gender are so welcoming in, in Taiwan. Most of the people involved in the expo were from the tourism sector, ambassadors and representatives and a bunch of Israelis who are simply trying to figure out their next travel destination. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. Tel Aviv has a low of 9 degrees Celsius and a high of 14 degrees. That's 48 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 57 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I sent it out Sunday night, got some nice feedback on it. And today at the Hour Crowd Summit, people were telling me that they really like my newsletter. So you can get that at israeldaily.news on the website. On this newsletter, I usually add in a few personal anecdotes at the top. And then I give the stories that were important from throughout the week that I think that you should know. And of course, I always mention our professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast. A big thank you goes out to our newest team member, Pedro Spiegel, who is interning for us as a general news intern. Today, he's working on a big story about the beaches and waterways in Israel, and he had a special interview today. And I also want to give a special thank you to Michelle Milner, our social media director. Tomorrow, I'll be having a talk with Juan Antonio Caldez Rodriguez on Instagram Live. 
He is Spanish and Jewish, and he's going to talk with us about some of the pangs of anti-Israel sentiment coming out of the Spanish government as of late. We touched upon it earlier in the week, but we're going to really dive into it. There are a few anti-Semitic, anti-Zionist things that are coming out of Spain this week, so we're going to have an expert talk to us on that. Again, that interview will be on Instagram Live. Take a listen now to a song called Hold On to the Wind by Mirav Hellinger. Have a great and productive day. Thank you. 